Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the res. What a beautiful morning it was. Starting the morning off with a little bit of rain. Was not expecting that. I walked out of the house and I'm like, oh my, it's raining. I didn't think it was going to continue to rain, but look where we are. <laughs> Got a few updates today, everybody. You know, we start every morning off with a couple updates before we get into the topic of the day. The Parker Public Library presents Reading Across America Day. Join us for an afternoon of fun and games while celebrating all the books and authors who bring us joy. One free book will be given to the first 100 children that get registered. This event is Saturday, March 2nd, 2024, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's gonna be located at 1001 South Navajo Avenue, located here in Parker, Arizona. For more information, feel free to call 928-669-2622. Another update, I had seen that SDP, they're still signing people up that want to go to the Nike N7 experience. That's this weekend, everybody, Saturday, February 10th. They were signing people up last night at the basketball games located at Irritable Hall by the tribal offices. I'm not sure if they're going to be doing it tonight, but if they are and they do have spots still open, get your child down there, sign them up. I also think they are giving away goodie bags for everybody that signs up. Now, don't quote me on that. I did see a picture of a bag and a couple other goodies. I'm not sure if that is for this event. If, the, if Because you sign up to take the transportation, you do get a bag. I'm not sure. But if they're doing it again tonight, head down to Airtable Hall, everybody. Sign your child up for the Nike N7 experience. Once again, that's this weekend, February 10th, 2024. And I do have the agenda here for the event, for the transportation. <clears throat> At 6.15 to 6.30, drop your child off at Irritable Hall at the front entrance. At 6.30, the bus will depart from Irritable Hall. Make sure to drop off no later than 6.30 a.m. The bus will not wait and will leave promptly. From 8 till 8.15, arrival at Fort Mojave Wellness Center, and the address for that is 10,400 Dunes Road, Mojave Valley. At 8.45, staff and chaperones will be transported by the Head Start bus to the field house. So if you go up on your own, um, don't expect to get on the Head Start bus. Expect to get on the provided transportation from Fort Mojave for the event. If you do get transportation from CRIT, at Irritable Hall, proceed back to the Head Start bus and they will take you to the field house. Now, don't get mixed up, everybody, because you know you might get on the other bus and then people are gonna be like, hey, where's this person at? Where's this person at? I thought so-and-so came with us. Oh no, they wanted to ride with their friend on the other bus. No, whatever transportation you take, remember to tell your child, stick on that bus. So if you go up on your own, Take the transportation that's provided. 
if you do get transportation from crit and head start stick with crit and head start don't get lost and don't wander off from nine o'clock till 12 is the nike n7 football experience event at 12 p.m you're going to get back on whatever transportation you got and they're going to take you back to the wellness center once again if you get a ride from crit and head start get back on the crit and head start bus they'll take you back to the wellness center where i'm sure they're going to do closing statements how everybody felt maybe fill out a survey maybe get some more goodies i'm not sure but make sure you get back on the bus that you went with at 12 15 to 12 30 you will be departing back to parker arizona if you went with crit and the head start bus 2 15 to 2 30 you'll arrive back in parker and that will take you back to irritable hall it doesn't say anything about dropping off at anybody's homes so parents expect your child to be back around 2 30 between 2 15 and 2 30 and please pick up your child on time because we know we don't want to have chaperones sitting out there till three o'clock because a parent forgot about the kid and then like oh no it's three o'clock i gotta get down there and pick them up <laughs> remember they'll be back between 2 15 and 2 30 so be there early get there at 2 10 Maybe get there at 2 o'clock so you can pick up your child on time. This Friday, February 9th, from 5.30 to 6.30, the CRIT Department of Revenue and Finance is going to host the 2024 Indigenous Youth Business Workshop. This is open from youth first graders to 12th graders, all invited, first grade through 12th grade. The flyer says, please join us for an inspirational workshop to help build our youth's small business ideas into a reality. It's going to be uh, youth focused outreach, learn small business ideas. Pizza and drinks will be provided. Your youth must be accompanied by an adult. If you have any other questions, feel free to call the CRIT Department of Revenue and Finance at 928-575. 1532 or email taxinfo at crit-nsn.gov. Once again, everybody, that's for the 2024 Indigenous Youth Business Workshop this Friday, February 9th from 5.30 to 6.30 at the Western Park Ramada. That's open up to first graders to 12th graders. Let's see if we can get a lot of people there. I know my son wants to attend it, so we'll probably most likely be there on Friday. I'm, I'm real interested to see what kind of um, ideas they're going to give the youth as far as, you know, looking towards the future for a small business. Like, because, you know, kids are kids. They, they always talk about, I want to make money. I want to make money doing this. I want to make money doing that. And here's their opportunity for that. It's no different from my son. He watches me sell sports sports cards um, daily. And he gets into Pokemon cards and he goes, hey, daddy, daddy, look, this is a million dollar card. 
<laughs> I'm like, I don't know if it's worth a million dollars, buddy, but I'm sure it's probably worth at least, you know, five to $10. And he goes, oh, shucks. But that's $10, right? And I said, maybe to the right person it could be. And see, now that's that's a great opportunity right there, especially if you have other, if there's any other kids out there or if your kids like Pokemon cards, it's a great way to start them off in small business because they learn. They, I teach my son all the time, like, here's how it goes. You're going to buy the box for $25. You're going to open it up. Your main focal point is to find a card that'll either make you break even or get you in the positive. So maybe they could bring, you know, something like that to this workshop, or maybe I can speak up on it. Like that, that's a great, easy way to start right there, selling cards and, you know, getting them out there to experience new people too, as well. Because when you sell, when you, like me, when I sell cards, you know, I meet new people. I get out of town. I get to sell my cards to like different shops and I get to meet the shop owners, talk to them, tell them who I am, what I do, why I'm doing this. So, I mean, it's a great experience. That, that's a small business idea right there. And, you know, a lot of people always say, well, you just started doing it. Like, no, I've been in memorabilia and sports cards a very long time since I was a kid. My dad taught me about it. He got me into it. Oh, man. When they had the Super Bowl in San Diego. That's when I really got into sports cards and memorabilia. I do. My dad still has my football that was autographed by a couple chargers back then. So it's for me, it started with memorabilia. I'm doing the same thing with my son. You know, I'm starting him on Pokemon cards and I did have Pokemon cards when I was younger. Do I wish um, I would have kept my cards from a long time ago? Probably. I'd probably be rich right now because I see some of those cards from back in the day and they're, they're skyrocketed prices. So I mean, these are things like small business ideas for it's great for this workshop. So maybe I might, you know, speak up on something like that for kids to do. But parents, be aware, you know, it is a lot of money when you do stuff like that. Like I said, $25 a box. And you got to hope that your child pulls like a $30 card to make that money back and then hope that somebody is willing to pay that much money. <laughs> Save the date. Save the date, Fort Yuma Kutsan Youth Gathering, everybody. When is this? It's it's pretty far out, but like I said, the more the more I see flyers, even if they're far out, I'm gonna tell you guys about them. That way, you guys can plan accordingly, instead of waiting the week before and you're like, oh shoot, I forgot about this event. I'm telling you now, so you can look at the rooms, see how much the rooms cost. But save the date for Fort Yuma Kutsan Youth Gathering. April 20th, 2024. Location is going to be Anya Nitzfak Sunrise Point Park. Hopefully I said that correctly. If I didn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the time is going to be from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Uh, for more information, please call Anna Hart at 760-572-1243. Or email recreationalaid at kachanchibe.com. I'll spell that out for you. That's R-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-A-I-D at Q-U-E-C-H-A-N-T-R-I-B-E 
youthgathering.com. Once again, that's for the Katsan Youth Gathering. They're going to have a one-mile run. They'll have arts and craft stations and, of course, you know, social bird singing and dancing from various teachers and motivational speakers. I just seen this flyer, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, so I'll probably be going to this. I try to go to almost all, you know, local local gatherings within the surrounding area just to support. And also, you know, I do sell. So I do take my small business out there and do sell what I do have available. So I will be reaching out to hopefully try and get a vendor spot if they do have vendors. But if you're not doing anything that weekend, April 20th, you know, shoot on, shoot on down there. Shoot on down to Fort Yuma. Check out this youth gathering event. Do the do the run. Check out all the vendors. If they do have vendors, you know, purchase, purchasing from small business owners is the way to go. Instead of, you know, spending your money at the big, the big, big shops. You know, support a local bead artist or support a local seamstress. Because that's that's where our people are. You know, we make those designs. Our people make those designs. And to get them out is the best way to do it, especially at these events. Because when you wear jewelry out, somebody will be like, hey, I like that. I like those earrings. Where'd you get them at? And they'll be like, oh, I got them from so-and-so when I went down to Fort Yuma. And that's that's the biggest way to get small business owners like myself, you know, recognition and get get known for the stuff that we make. Once again, everybody, that's the uh, Fort Yuma Katsan Youth Gathering, April 20th from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. at Sunrise Point Park. Moving on. Moving on. These are a couple um things that were brought to my attention last night. We all know. And if you guys don't know, it's the best time of the year. It is election season for crit. I'm not sure how many positions are up. I do know, and I'm not going to say I do know, but I'm pretty sure the chair chairman position is open, and I want to say two, two tribal council positions are open as well. Now, if you're involved in tribal politics or you know anything about tribal politics, this is the time of the year where people's budgets get approved where promises are made they can say anything they want to get right back in to council so be aware of that everybody i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about it don't worry but i'm just telling you guys remember it is election season there is going to be no holds bars when it comes to election season i'm 32 years old and i'm gonna say probably for the better part of 10 years I've been real into politics. I listen to everybody that runs. I listen to all their, all the bullshit they say, all the nonsense they say. You know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of empty promises, because they'll, they'll come, they'll go to people's houses and say, you know, stupid shit like, oh, oh, don't worry, I'm gonna get First Avenue fixed, or oh no no, don't worry, I'm gonna get those potholes fixed on Booth Road. I'll get them all fixed on Burns Road. Bullshit. I mean, it sounds good at the time, 
and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. I'll vote for you. I'll get you back in office. Just make sure you get those things done. And what happens every year? What happens every year? Not a goddamn fucking thing gets done. But four years later or two years later down the road, election season comes up again. And what do we hear? Oh, I'm going to get those roads fixed. Oh, I'm going to do this for the elders. Oh, I'm going to get a community center built. That way my people can go to in case there's a power outage or in case the water lines break, they got somewhere to go to or their AC goes out, they have somewhere to go to. You know, we're sick and tired of hearing these empty promises. And I know there's people out there that are going to agree with me. There's people out there that are going to disagree with me. If you agree with me, hey, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you disagree with me, you must be getting something from the tribes. You must be getting something from that council member or you must be getting help. I said it there. Somebody had to say it. You know what? I did. Do I care? Hell yeah, I care. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it because I'm sick and tired of sitting back and seeing people, you know, like myself or elders in the valley not get no help. But yet I see other families, you know, strive and get all the help they need. You you guys want to talk about you know, we need to preserve our language. We need, to, we, need to, we need to help our elders. Well, where the fuck are you when power goes out and nobody's checking on elders? Power goes out for how long? At, at some times. A day? Two days? Is anybody going down there checking on elders? Is anybody checking on them, you know, during the wintertime if, if power goes out? They going down there checking on them, making sure that they're warm, making sure that you know, they have blankets or get them a room at the casino until the power does come back on. Or better yet, is anybody checking on them if the power goes out in the summertime when it's 120 fucking degrees outside and most of our tribal houses are made out of concrete? You know, it's just a fucking brick oven. They're just basically cooking inside the house if nobody's checking on them for God knows two days. Two days inside a brick house. Yeah, you're going to be pretty hot. You're going to be dehydrated, especially if they don't have no water. Once again, there's another complaint right there, water. Do we have clean water for our elders in the valley? Do we have clean water for our people in the valley? Probably not. Most likely not. You know, I did hear, this is me now. I'm talking. I'm not going to throw no names out there. But I did hear, you know, about six months ago, a year ago, that there was chlorine in our water that chlorine was going down to the to the valley's houses and people were using it because you know the the tablets or the, the machine that filters out the water had broken and they didn't know how much to put in there so they were just dumping chlorine in there not knowing you know the right amounts to put in there and polluting the water is this true I, I hope not, because if it, is, if it is true, all those people down there drinking that water or, or bathing in it, giving it to their dogs and animals, you know, these are things right here that you need to focus on. You want to run for council. You want to run for chairman. Focus on these, on these things like this. Fix it. Like I said, election season, here we go. You're going to promise us all this fucking bullshit. Here's one thing to promise. Make sure things like that don't happen. Like I said, it was something that I heard. So I thought 
it was all a lie. And then I heard it again. And I'm like, well, it must be true. It has to be true if people are talking about it. Another thing, here's a big one. When is the ground going to be broken for the new Head Start? Because when my son was in Head Start 10 years ago, about to be 11, he was being told, and we were being told then, that a new Head Start was being going to be built, that we already have the ground for it, we have the money for it, and we're going to start building it. That was 10, 11 years ago, and I'm sure we heard about it before that too, I just don't remember. That Head Start needs major upgrades. It, we just need a new Head Start in general, because if you go down there and you look at it, it's falling apart. And they take down modulars down there to build to put in new buildings, you know, for more classrooms. No, just build a whole new goddamn Head Start. Apparently, you have the money now. Again, I know two, three years ago, they said they had the money. They had the grant money for it. And did they do anything? No. Did I see any ground broken? No. So where the fuck is that money going? Where is the money going? There's another question. Where is our money going? I can tell you where it's not going. It ain't going to helping out the elders. It ain't going to making their lives any better. It ain't going to a new head start. So where's the money going? There's a good question to ask your tribal council. Where is our money going? Now, when we got that money last year and the year before, I read the paperwork on it. I did a little bit of research on it. Now, how true it is, I don't know. But to my own personal self, the money we got was money that was given from the, from the, the federal government. That wasn't money allotted from us, from our tribe, for per cap. That was relief money given to the tribes from the federal government. Now, how, how, how does that make you feel to know, let's just say three years, let's say three years, three years of money given to our tribe from the federal government, and they used it to say, oh, this is your per cap money. But in the paperwork, they put your disaster relief money. Now, three years, you do the math. I think if I remember correctly, they said there was about 4,200 members. Do the math of actually when we got per cap, real per cap, not from the federal government, but per cap that was generated from the tribes. Do the math for three years for 4,200 members. Where the hell did that three years worth of money go? Because it wasn't given to us. It wasn't given to us from the tribes. It was given to us from the federal government, but the tribes wanted to make it seem like they're the ones that gave it to us. So where did three years worth of money go? Do I see any new buildings? Do you see any new buildings up and coming? Do you see, you know, roads being completely fixed in the valley? Completely fixed. I'm not talking about, you know, a pothole or a section of a road being fixed. I'm talking about complete rehaul of a road being completely fixed. Because I can tell you now, Indian school, that's just a section. 
you still have from McGuire, from McGuire um, shop all the way down till Fourth Avenue to do. And I'll tell you right now, that road is full of potholes, especially when you get right by um, John and Jolita's house. That is a terrible spot right there. Moving on, do you see, you know, anything new for the community? Anything new for kids? No. So what did you do with three years worth of money that was allocated for per cap? Because you got money from the federal government for that. Now, like I said, I just said three years. It could have been two years. I don't know. But th these are the questions people want to know. You have to be more transparent when you're on council. You can't be afraid. You shouldn't be afraid. We elected you into that position. Now you're going to come to us again and ask for a re-election. You want my vote? You tell me where that money went. Can you honestly tell me that? Because it ain't just one person. It ain't just two people. You're up there as a whole. We voted you in there. We want answers. And if you can't give us those answers and you can't sit there honestly and tell us where that money went, get out of office. Because look at Fort Mojave. I mean, if if they're if they're misallocating funds up there, you know, their tribal members know about it. We don't. But what I'm getting at is look at Fort Mojave. Good Lord. Houses being built left and right, groundbreaking left and right for new housing, groundbreaking for this, groundbreaking for that. I see something new from Fort Mojave every couple months. Every couple months. They're just they're they're starting to build more housing for their tribal members. Where's our housing? Like, oh, we didn't get um we didn't get the grant approved for housing, so we can't build no houses. Who cares? Just build it. We got money. And if we don't got money, tell the people we don't have the money. But for failure for a grant to be written for housing, you know, that's that's no excuse. If you're a grants writer, you know your job is strictly grants writing. You should be sitting on your computer daily looking for grants to better our tribe, to better our people. And if you can't do it, find somebody that can. Because I can guarantee you there's people on this reservation that went for grants writing or that know how to write a grant. Let them do it. Because I'm damn well sure they're doing a goddamn, they'll do a goddamn better job than you if you're in that position. Something needs to be done. We need to see progress on this reservation. Otherwise, you have our tribal members moving out of town just to get a house and they're paying, you know, upwards up to $1,800 a month just for rent. It, it's ridiculous, honestly. But back onto the point of Head Start, we need a new Head Start. What are you going to do about it? What is the, what is the tribal council going to do about it? Now you hear me bashing tribal council a lot. I'm upset. You know, I, I helped to vote some of those people in there. I casted my vote for them and they haven't been real transparent. 
they haven't been real informative when it comes to, you know, upcoming events or why you travel to this place instead of coming here and giving us information or why did you go to this event and you didn't come back and give us any type of information. We see your picture and in, in pic we see we see you taking pictures at the event. Okay, that's cool. Where's the information? Why did you go? Or better yet, what did you go into that event benefit benefit us? You ain't got nothing to do in that particular area of expertise. We do have somebody else, but you wanted to go on that trip and you got nothing to do. You ain't got no background in, you know, said area, but you wanted to go. Doesn't that sound a little... It sounds like they're trying to take advantage of the situation because, you know, oh, I get to go out of town for a whole weekend or I get to go out of town for a week to a conference that has nothing to do with me, but I'm going to go and I'm going to represent the tribe. No, send somebody that actually knows what the hell they're doing in that area. That way they can come back and actually use it for good. It'd be no different from sending me to, let's say, something to do with politics. I ain't got no background in politics. Why should I go? You know, <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm getting at is why send someone that does not know just to get out of town? Send somebody that actually knows that will speak up and will actually say something at the event instead of, I'm just going to go just so I can go out there and I can go visit another city. I can take pictures all I want. Oh, I've been here. Look at my Instagram. Or, oh, I've been here. Look at my Facebook. No, we need to start sending people that actually have a background and stuff like that instead of just wasting money. And if, they, and if the event has nothing to do with us, why even send anybody at all? It looks to me, it sounds to me, looks to me like just a waste of money. But remember, it is election year, so all the promises are going to come out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that for you. All I need is your vote from you and your family if you can back me on this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what kind of backing you can get. Because I can tell you right now, one of those spots that's open, I will not be voting that same person back in. They have not done their due, dil due diligence and they have not been transparent at all. So just something to think about, everybody. Election year, it's a bad time for some of us. It's a great time for some of us that are receiving benefits that nobody else gets. <laughs> tonight, if you guys have already been to the, the three-day event, tonight is the last night for the teacher-learner class at Blue Water Resort and Casino. Don't forget to go to that event. It's a it's a great event. I've been there for the past two days. I've been there for the past two days. And it's a great event. If you have trouble, you know, teaching a class, and you need more, like, you need more information on it, it would have been a great class to attend. I highly re recommend if you haven't been there, you know, show up for the last night. The the teacher, she's a great teacher. She has a lot of information. She She can show you different points of views on how to teach a class instead of being more, you know, real robotic 
She can teach you how to use your body language, how to use body language to teach a class, how to be, if, if you're real linguistics, she can teach you how to, you know, move away from that and actually talk to the people or talk to kids if that's what you're going to do, like how our class is going to be. It, it's real good. It's real informative. It, it, it breaks you out of what you think you know about teaching and opens up your eyes to, I could be doing it this way. Like I learned, I learned that I need not to be, how to say, teach. Like I'm not there. I forgot how she had said it, but it was more along the lines of don't use the word teach, you know, stray away from the word teach and more be more about learning even if you even like me even if i am the teacher be more about learning and another thing that i'm gonna actually put into the class is no breaking down the words i guess that's how the easiest way i can explain it no um like like the numbers ascent havi kamok jumbap tharap she wants us to, and I thought it was a great idea to stray to stray away from, you know, breaking down the word like ah uh, sent, ha vik. No, she wants us to speak the way we would every day, ascent, and then teach the kids that you know ascent, havik, hamok, because they're not going to sit there in at home and be like ah uh, sent. No, if they're going to say it, it's going to be ascent. A week. So that was one thing that I took away from the class to, you know, implement that into our, into our classes. And also I do believe we still have four spots open for that class. Feel free to check out our Facebook, Mr. And Mrs. Sharp. We do have the applications up on there. So if your child hasn't already signed up and they want to sign up or you want to sign your child up, feel free to print out the form, fill it out, and then send it back to us. All the information is on the application form. The ages are four to nine years old. And we will send out information once we're going to start the class. But back onto it. Tonight's the last night for that teacher learner class. Highly recommend if you're looking into something like that, you know, go to the event, go check it out. It's it's two hours long and dinner is provided. That's probably going to get a lot of people there. But yes, dinner is provided. Don't just show up for the food. <laughs> But show up because, you know, you want to support something like this. You know, the first night we were blessed with um, Chairwoman Amelia. She made an appearance there. She gave a great speech and, you know, gave a bit of a background on how she got involved in, into this whole teacher-learner class thing, which was really great, by the way. And to know that she was one of the first. That, that's that's. So that's some history right there that I didn't know. I thought this class was just, you know, brought on by by the by the teacher. But to know that Chairwoman Flores was there in the beginning and actually helped to get this class going, you know, that's that's really good. That's real good knowledge right there. Real good history knowledge to know that our chairwoman, you know, helped this. And last night we had council councilwoman Moore. She showed up. She was there with her her class her Hopi class and was learning, which is great to see. It's great to see, you know, the, the council members, you know, show up to events like this and support it. 
great events, everybody, up and coming. I hope to see a lot of people at these, you know, up and coming events. And don't forget, next week, next week's episode, we do have a special guest coming in. And it will be, I'll be interviewing them. It's a great guest. Everybody knows who this person is. Even if you don't live in Parker and you're listening to it, you know, in Yuma or say Fort Mojave, um, anywhere in the surrounding area, you know this person, well-known person, great in the community, well-respected person. And, you know, we're going to delve a little bit further into that person's life, ask him, you know, questions such as how they got started in what they do, um, what they look forward, you know, to accomplishing this year and in the next coming years and what they're involved in and just overall fun. So tune in next week's episode, everybody. We do have the special guest. 